But, uh, you know, I got to do what I got to do every day, you know. It's, 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 a, it's a complimentary thing for me to be here. I got bills to pay, man. I got bills to pay. But anyways, guys, the first thing and foremost before I start up, I want to thank all our sponsors today. If you are listening to the program, go into our specs on the bottom. I'll have every entry for every social media for all our sponsors. If you're watching it, you'll see the commercials right in the middle of the whole shebang wang like the way I can say it. But anyways, guys, today... We have a special guest with us, bro. Holy crap. It's, uh, how can I put it? There's three DJs in in my whole entire life that I would listen to growing up, you know. And uh, the, there's already two that are already gone, but one is still around. And this is so, how can I say, it, it's kind of an epic feeling right now, having this gentleman here. Because, uh, I mean, the first one was uh, Wolfgang, uh, Wolfgang Jack. Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. And you already heard the voice. You know who I'm talking to, who I'm coming up to, right? <laughs> it's a familiar voice, bro. Number two is Casey Kasem. And number three, my friend. Number three. Yes, sir. It is Mr. Rocky Road James in the house, ladies and gentlemen. What is up, Rock? Well, I'm not Rock. I'm uh, really Casey. Casey Casey, uh, <laughs> America's top 40. There you go. Right now, we've got the long distance dedication. <laughs> Going out to Janie, who was in, you know, I don't know if you all remember that. You could have carried on with that for a while. (laughs) Yeah, man. man. So shout out to everybody on Facebook land. And uh, thanks uh, you uh, for for inviting me over. Yeah, man. Uh, We're out here in Westlake, Texas. Uh, Used to be my stomping grounds back in the day when I was growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skate land and Green Acres. Green Acres. Holy crap. Talk about uh, nostalgic right there, bro. Yeah, the city park on Sundays. Uh, we used to cruise out there, and uh, everybody would park with the lowriders out there. Uh, it was showing the cars yeah, off and stuff. Yeah, man, when we the didn't have days. any 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 commitments, any responsibilities, <laughs> yeah. any priorities. It's yeah. just no bills. Let's look for fun, you know. Yeah, <laughs> no bills. I mean, wasn't it nice back then? It was. It was nice, man. Not a not a care in the world. Oh, yeah, not a yeah. care in the world. How old are you, bro? For me, I am in my sub shoot forty seven. Forty seven. Forty seven. Still, still wet behind the years, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, bro. The two quarters now. I'm not. I'm not there yet, bro. Not half time. Not half time yet, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you, when you hit fifty, I'll be fifty-seven. This oh, year. hey, there you go, fifty. Uh, but when you hit fifty, 50 bro, you you feel. You feel the the downshift, you know. Yeah, the 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 third gear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You start instead of like you know, you're you're somebody calls you. Orale, wait, 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 wait. And uh, they call you now. It's like, Orale, I wait by you. know what I mean? Yeah. I'll be right there. Yeah, I'll, be there. I'll be there. So Give we, me some time. <laughs> we have to be a little more meticulous with our movements and what we do because yeah. at an age that we're at, you know, it's a little longer to recover. You know yeah, what I mean? I hear you, man. So, but, uh, so on that note, man, uh, what, I, what I really want to dig into, uh, Mr. James here, is that uh, I want to know how it all started, man. Where you're from, where you grew up, all that good stuff, man. Take it away, bro. Well, shoot, man. I'm from uh, next door, Mercedes, Texas, man. That's why I said Westlake was my stomping grounds here uh, back when I was a kid, and uh, and I just have a lot of great memories over here, and Mercedes, and you know, um, there was a little radio station in Mercedes, you know, when I was like, well, it's growing up. 
I was always the type to, you know, try to go make a buck, you know, even when I was in fourth grade washing cards and shit. Now you're- and then during uh, my junior high years, I had camaradas who worked on the fields, you know, and they were my friends. So I'd go with them to work and I'd make a few bucks there. And then uh, the stock show would come to town on Tuesday and the carnival would show up and they had to build the ride. So I was mm-hmm. there Tuesday morning because we would have spring break off. Oh, yeah. And I'd be there Tuesday morning, a 14, 13 year old kid waiting to be picked to pick up uh, to help lift uh, one of the rides. And I'd work from like 10 in the morning to like 2 a.m. Because uh, they always put me with the biggest ride. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> they, they said, can we cuss on here? Sorry. Bro. Yeah, go for it, bro. So, uh, so uh, you know, I, I'd work and then they'd, they'd pay me 80 bucks, dude. And back in 1981, dude, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. seven, in 1980, uh-huh. you know, 80 bucks was. Uh, so then that'd be my stock show money. There you, you know? go. Oh, okay. All right. And I had to ask yeah. my dad and, you know, because. I started drinking at a very young age, man. So mm-hmm. yo tenía para la pinche cuarto de vironga y mi guatito de mota y la chingada, todo ese pedo, you yeah, know, right, like right. that. And so um, then I'd show up on Sunday, the last day of the stock show, mm-hmm. and I'd be there at 10 p.m. And knowing that the rides were going to start closing and they're going to start tearing down. Right, right. So I'd go there and I'd get, and I'd go back to the place that I that I helped build, mm-hmm. you know, the, the carnival ride. And I was always the only one that returned. Really? You know, I, I, it was two different crews of, te- of teenage yeah, boys. You I got know? you. I got you. Yeah. So the second time at night, I had some chavalos, cholitos de allá de Santa Maria, Texas. And right. one of them was going out with one of my cousins from Heidelberg. And oh, shit. So we started hanging out there. And we, we, we tore the ride down, man. And so we were done about 10 in the morning. And it was a school day, mm-hmm. you know, because it was at the end of spring break and shit. Right. Uh, but the school would give kids or teens a, uh, a a a an excuse uh if they showed that they were working at the stock show oh, okay okay i got you yeah so they were yeah. cool about that right. early so, release yeah so, <laughs> so 10 in the morning i'd get my freaking 80 bucks and i'd go home and go. then on tuesday i'd show up to school with a pocket full of cash oh, dude you know most popular kid vamos on campus sonic and Yanchi, you know vamos <laughs> pal pinche sonic you know and vamos a andar para la tiendita yo compro y después levántame y vamos it, y latamos unos cuartos de vironga it's, carne, it's, it's all on me bro <laughs> Bro, the gas was like 90 cents. No shit. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. 76 cents a gallon. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in it. 1980. Oof. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So there was a radio station there in uh, Mercedes called KGAR. Okay. 106.1, I think. Okay. And uh, and we used to make fun of it because KGAR in Spanish, cagar. Cagar, right? cagar. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Frankie D was working there. All right. Yeah, Frank, he's with the K-Tex. K-Tex. He's been there. And he's been in radio longer than me, dude. And he's still kicking ass. No kidding. So uh, I would stop by when I was walking home from school because I never took the bus. I always had to go through town and see what's going on. And, you know, I always wanted to be out on the street, dude. I wanted mm-hmm. to be out there with people and shit, you know. So I stopped at the radio station, which was behind the Save More Furniture Store on Texas Avenue in Mercedes. And I'd ask Frankie, hey, man, you got a, you got an opening or something, man? I want to I crack in a radio, you know? And I was like 15, bro, 16. No, I was like 16. Right, right. And he goes, man, we ain't got nothing now right now, bro. And this and that. And I told him, dude, I'll, I'll clean the office. I'll throw the trash. I just want to be around it. Right, exactly. Because I think yeah. this is what I want to do. You right. Know? And he right. says, no, nah, man, I, I can't. So, you know, but I'll tell you what, um, 
I'll take your number, and if something comes up, I'll let you know. Right. With my mom right. and, uh, and Mercedes and dad. And then, uh, you know, I don't hear from him uh, after that. And uh, And it's like the first week of June, and I'm laying in bed, and my brother comes, and he runs to the bedroom. And, Jaime, Jaime, te habla Frankie de Leon. Frank de Leon, te habla en el teléfono. Ah, la chingada. I said, shit, I got up, dude. I went, I grabbed that cordless phone on the, in the kitchen, you know? <laughs> the old, the long antenna, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't get too far because, yeah. It starts, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got Damn, you. Wait, the struggle was real, people. <laughs> you don't understand, right? It, it wasn't a one touch thing. I thought dialing. No, no, you have to remember man. the whole number. Itself. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the selfie only was in the mirror on your mind. Exactly, it, 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 exactly. No <laughs> So, uh, so he, I go to the phone and he says, uh, Hey, uh, James, I go, what's up, Frankie? I'm ready to go in, man. I'm ready to go in. Let me all put me in coach. And right. Yeah, right. And he goes, no, 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 no. It's not in the radio. Ah. It's not the, it's not with the radio station. I go, no, what is it? He goes, it's a uh, South Padre Island. They need a DJ at Louis backyard. Ominous you are. I had just turned 17 in December. And oh, this was June. here we go. And so living the dream, <laughs> he says, they need a DJ over there. Uh, can you be there at seven o'clock PM? And this was like a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like on the phone and I'm like, okay, I ain't got no money. I ain't got no car. I ain't got no gas. Sounds like a movie. <laughs> South Padre Island is around an hour away. Right. Yes, <laughs> I'll be there. You know, yeah, and, you. and and he goes, okay, are you sure? I ain't got no gas. I ain't got no car. <laughs> I ain't got no money. And uh, the island's uh, an hour away. Right, uh, right. Yes. <laughs> All right, man, I want to call him. I'm going to tell him I'm going to show up. Okay? Right, right, right. So I'm like, man, how the fuck am I going to get over there? So my mom shows up after work, 5 o'clock. She had a 79 Chevy truck. Vámonos. And I'm looking at her. I'm giving her that look. Like, you know, and she's like, ¿Qué pues, chingas quieres? Dije, mom, can I borrow the, the truck? He goes, ¿Para qué chingas quieres la troca? I have a job interview. Ah, and she goes, ah, sí, where? <laughs> In West Laco. Uh, okay, all right. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so she goes, oh, aquí en West Laco. Okay, yeah, here are the keys. So she gave me the keys, mm. and I went and picked up a friend, and we took out the fucking South Padre Jesus Island. Jesus Christ. And I, I wasn't going to get in trouble by myself. You right. Know? So it was I, his idea. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go to jail by, by, by yourself, you know, right? Yeah. So his name was Jaime Guajardo. We called him Judas, man, because he oh. wore the same Judas pre-shirt. Ah, okay, all right. You know, so Judas, so we took off, bro. We get there to the Louis backyard. There's a guy named Johnny Barrera, a little short guy, bar manager. He says, you're the guy that the radio station said, okay, yeah. Well, then let's go up to the DJ booth. So he took me up Aren't to the you? DJ booth, second level. You could see the whole dance floor. There's a, an album, you know, those albums, the way they used to open. Mm -hmm. There was two of them open on the wall. One of them was uh, Michael Jackson posing, laying down, and the other one was Lionel Richie with the exact same pose. And so there were records, and he says, there's a record player. There are the records, you know, talk right. on the mic, and, you know, we'll see what we can do. I said, all right. So I get on the mic, and I'm playing Shout, and, you know, you spin me around. And, of course. Uh, what I like about you, the romantics, yeah, talking uh, in your sleep, yeah, yeah, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. It was 1984, exactly, 83, exactly, you know? Exactly. And so they, they freaking loved it. So the guy comes, and he says, hey, man, uh, 
think you got the job, bro. I'm like, really, dude? Oh, wow. He goes, well, so what do I do or what? He goes, well, the lady's back there. She wants to talk to you. So go ahead and go and I'll just watch the mic here. I said, all right. So I went and I sat down. The lady, she was in the darkness. Was, her name was Glenda, big lady, mm-hmm. chain smoker. And there you go. And I sit in front of her and she's like, all right, you got the job. <laughs> she sounded like Bart Simpson's aunt, right? One of her aunts. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah I got you. You got the job. <laughs> and so before I went to talk to her, I asked uh, the bar manager in the booth. I said, Manny, I don't know what to tell her. What do I tell her? Well, tell her you want a thousand a week. I said, a thousand a week. Well, the other guy was getting 900 a week. So just start with a thousand. I said, fuck the advice I got from that guy. So I went there. She asked, how much do you want? And I said, a thousand. Okay. You get a thousand a week. Holy shit. Really? So I was making in in 1984. Holy shit. 17 years old. Uh, wow! South Padre Island. Dang, and out of all places, bro. Yeah. Holy moly, uh, dude! But uh, but I, you know, the night ended, and I had to return the truck. You oh. know, so <laughs> so we come back at two in the morning, dude, and we're driving back, and I'm like, I'm gonna go drop you off first, and I'm gonna go home. Right. So I dropped him off, and then I'm driving into my mom's driveway. It's like a, a block long, my mom's driveway. Oh, okay. Right. One from of those, the road. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. They got 10 acres, and it's down there, you know. <laughs> so I'm driving in, and all the lights are on, dude. It's like Thursday morning, right, to 4 in the morning. <laughs> and I walk in, and my mom is like, ¿Dónde chingados estabas? Right. I'm like, Mom, I went to South Padre Island. What the hell were you doing at South Padre? I got the job. I don't care if you got the job. A thousand a week. I mean, you know, and and then before I knew it, I was earning more than my mom and dad put together living on South Padre Island at the age of 17. Wow. And wow, uh, dude, that's crazy. It was bro. pretty crazy, dude. That but, is crazy, man. But I've always been the type to, you know, I'm a risk taker. If you can uh, talk to some of my friends when we were in junior high, I used, right. to, I used to do some pretty crazy things. But I didn't give a <laughs> shit, you know. Uh, but uh, but that's basically where I said, you know what? I don't think I have to go back to school here. I think I'm just going to follow this uh, lead, and uh, and that's what I've been doing since then, man. I've just been really. I've been just, uh, you know, I, some people would say flying by the seat of my pants, but yeah. in a way, I have, and uh, but I I needed to. To follow this path because I, I get bored real easy. Okay. And being in radio, morning radio, it's a different show every morning. Yeah. There's different content. There's different information. Right. There's different jokes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm always, I thrive with, uh, you know, people in a in, on microphones. Right. Know? Yeah. I hear you. I, hear you. I yeah. interject in conversation on all that. So. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I did the DJ stuff at the nightclubs from like 84 to 88. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got a, uh, an opportunity to get into radio. Okay. And I always wanted to be in rock radio, you no know, KRIX, 995 KRIX. That's what I wanted. That was my, right. My focus. I, I love rock and roll, right. rock and roll, you know, mm-hmm. but my first opportunity was the Hano radio. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I want to break in. I'm just going to break in. I'm right. going to go in there. And little did I know that I was going to be part of this huge movement movement yeah, in the yeah, early nineties yeah. and uh, the mid nineties. And then towards the end of the nineties, it kind of, you know, we lost Selena. Yeah. 
uh, and then Intocable came in right. and it just changed the entire environment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the big record labels that came from California and signed up all the Tejano bands down here mm -hmm. took off and went back. And so it got, went, got back to like square one, you know, but, uh, it's still, still chugging along. There's still Tejano audiences all over the United States right, right. because a lot of Valley people move up, you know. Yeah, uh, they just had a, a, a music festival in Milwaukee with the Hano bands and a right. hundred thousand people. You know, no, I hear you, I hear you. and uh, they've got another one going on in Michigan as well. Yeah. So, but uh, that's basically been my 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 bread and butter is Tejano, and but you know, um, as far as radio is concerned, but uh, you know now I'm in rock radio as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the reason I got ended up in rock radio is because 99.5, where I was working at, mm -hmm. they told me, because I'm a bilingual guy, you know, I want to talk Valley. And yeah. All, you know, and the, we're trilingual, the, English, yeah. Spanish, and then fucked up Spanish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I think I'm stuck in the fucked up Spanish, bro. I never got further than that. <laughs> you know, we say cuquiar, you know, parque el carro, suchéale. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah, googlealo, carnal. You know what yeah. I mean? So, Mom, if you're watching, yes, googlealo. <laughs> yeah. And here in the Valley, we have a very unique, uh, you know, language or lingo, and we have very unique terms. Yes. Like medical terms, mm -hmm. you know, like they say, oh, he got gastric bypass surgery, right? Right. Here in the Valley, se amarró la tripa, el vato, <laughs> And so, yeah, you know, you're right. that's a medical term. Down <laughs> exactly. here, you know yeah, it is. It is. And, it uh, is. Or, uh, you know what? He's going to go in for a urinalysis. Le van a oler los meows, ¿entiendes? O le van a chequear los meows, ¿entiendes? Yeah. You know, uh, and I don't know where the word meows came from. I don't know. But either. that's something that's like, I don't think anybody has the answer to, you know? Mm -mm. Not even Einstein. Not, not even Einstein himself. Meows, shit, you got me on that one. <laughs> you got any calculus? Yeah, you know, or anything like that? Relative, relatively, I can help you, but <laughs> meows, I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah uh, man. But, but, I mean, and that's awesome, man. I mean, the, through the years that you've done, uh, uh, first being a DJ at South Padre Island at a young age, a thousand dollars a week, mm -hmm. which is freaking nuts. You yeah, tell me in my in my advice, and uh, you move into Tejano Radio, and like I said, you entered at the time where it was a, a movement. Uh -huh. And uh, I've seen past interviews uh, where uh, you've had, where people have interviewed you and so forth. I mean, and I've seen the old interviews you had with, uh, with Selena and Los Dinos uh, in, uh, yeah, on, on, on YouTube, TV, yeah. Yeah, on YouTube and wherever it was, man. And it's, it's, it's very rare. It's very, and I, I hate to use that term, but it's very rare when, uh, people that are in the music business or anything like that to keep, to bring someone in radio and treat them like family. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what it looked like. That's mm -hmm. what it looked like on film. So how was yeah. it, was it like, was it like family? You know what, man? Um, I just have that, uh, type of, uh, personality that, uh, I want to be friends with people, you know, right, I want right. I want to, I want to be friends. And, uh, and just when I met Selena and, and other artists, not just mm -hmm. her. I mean, mm -hmm. we were, I was friends with a lot of people, you know, and still am, you right, know, right, right. Chris and mm -hmm. Raulito Navaira, his brother passed away, yeah. Emilio. Yeah. I'm still shocked with that. Yeah, yeah. A lot uh, of people are, you know, so, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I always, I don't know. There was just something that, you know, helped me kind of like become, fa you know, they favored me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, a, a story once, uh, you know, Mr. Quintanilla, yeah. uh, Salina's dad, mm -hmm. 
you know, he was old school, right? He he didn't believe in men with long hair and you know earrings yeah. and shit like right, that, right? right. He's old school, bro. Mm-hmm. And I love the man to death, man. He's great. Uh, I got some amazing stories with him, <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, he he um, he, you know, he he accepted me, you know, and I had long hair and I had tattoos right. and shit like that. And I remember the band freaking out. We're at a studio in San Antonio. And she was recording some tracks for her last album, mm-hmm. Amor Prohibido. Okay. And he's in there and he goes and he says, hey, I'm going to go to the store. Rock, come with me. I'm gonna and everybody you. was like, well, dude, you know, you <laughs> fucking asked you to go with him, dude. I'm like, yeah, bro. And anybody fuck with him, bro? He's down, they're down, dog. You know what I mean? I'm in security here, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I went and we got in. He had a Porsche and we got in the car and we went to the store and he was showing me music. I mean, he just he loved my company. You know, we right. loved each other's company. Right, right. And, you know, a lot of people come down on Mr. Quintanilla about you know, about Selena's legacy, yeah. that he's in it for the money and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Look, man, I know him personally, man, and I, I, I'm very appreciative that they are, they, they've worked very hard to keep the legacy alive. Right, right, right. Because it just, it just doesn't take just that it was Selena. There's got to be ideas to keep the momentum going and not let her legacy die. Exactly. And that's what he did, man. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't understand. It was his daughter, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you you're know, right. yeah, child, so that I, was his daughter. His child, can yeah, you course. imagine you're a father I, and your I can't, your I can't daughter imagine. who's such talent? Yeah, and the whole world, and she's about to grab the world by storm, and then she gets murdered, dude. Yeah, you know how traumatic that could have been, bro. Man, I or can't. That was yeah, I I can't because I'm not put in that situation, but I can only imagine, you know, yeah, how bad that is, Chris. You know, I talked to Chris, and you know, he went through a very hard time. You know, he thought, he said, you know what, when that happened, I thought everything was over, dude, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, it was gone. It was over the whole whole show, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, but uh, I I love that they, they make makeup. They do, uh, you know, uh, they do those uh, commemorative cups and yeah, yeah. bags and people love to pick that oh, stuff yeah. up man it's crazy i mean her image and her you know her personality and her character and her she's just a, it's absolutely astonishing and amazing but right. what's going on with her is well deserved man and mm-hmm. i'm glad that mr quintanilla and her family you know kept yeah. it going and yeah, they're still true. keeping it going yeah that's true man. yeah and then who knows ai is coming so oh, we might man. have selena <laughs> In AI form one day, you know, oh, yeah, where we it. can maybe go see a video of her or yeah. her singing. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, this whole, the whole AI thing kind of it's it's interesting. At the same time, it's kind of it's kind of scary, man. Because I mean, it's it there's so much advanced technology yeah. now; it's ridiculous. Sometimes, well, it's a lot more scarier the people that won't know how to use it. Yeah, you know, uh, you know if you know how to use it, uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, I, you know, being in radio. Uh, we have something called show prep. So since I was doing morning radio, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people would think that the time, the moment we go in is when we turn the mic on. No, a lot of times back in the nineties and, and, you know, in the early millennium, you'd, we'd go in there with a team and we had a plan, right? You right. know, we had, uh, you know, I had to make a script, make some trivia. I had to have everything prepared. So once we go on the air, I've got a structure of it. Right. Well, I've been in. I remember you know, they found your rock. I was found all <laughs> what about child support? I ain't got no child support, but, <laughs> but uh, so so that you know that 
was basically what helped me, you know, put everything together, you know, doing the morning show. Right. You know, you do show prep and that's what I do with everything I do, man. You know, there's right. preparation that goes with it. Right. Uh, the the YouTube show I've got, hashtag PVT. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I mean, we've, got, that out, yeah. we've got scripts. We've got, and so ChatGPT, which is AI, mm-hmm. um, it it's amazing for my show prep. Uh, for example, I've got a guy, an artist that's going to be in my studio, and he's from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can go on ChatGPT and say, 10 trivia questions with answers about San Antonio. Okay, I got you. And then I just copy and paste and print it out, and there's my... So, and, and before, I used to, like, I'd have to think of the question, yeah. go look for the answer, right, Google right. it, all yeah. that shit. Now you just type that in. And it'll do it for you. Write me a song about Westlaco. It'll make a song about Westlaco, the lyrics and shit. Wow. So I'm, I mean, I embrace technology. <laughs> and uh, I honestly think that's what's keeping me relevant. Right, right. Because a lot of my old school jock friends, they had, they didn't catch on to this YouTube stuff, this right, podcast right. stuff. I mean, right, right. Some of them are getting into podcasts, but... Mm-hmm. The other day, um, I was uh, on the show. I had the top five influencers. And so I was talking about it with a, with a couple of guys that are, I don't know if you know Josh Morales. He's a, it's an influencer marketing branding guy. No, no, I don't. He was on my show. Okay. And we we're talking about it. And, um, you know, the top five influencers started YouTube 2010. Okay. And they've got like a, a million and something subs. Yeah. So, I mean, if I would have done it in 2010, who knows how much you would have by now? Can you imagine where I'd be right now (laughs) or what be going on? Yeah. 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 You know? Uh, And so that's the thing. When something comes up, look into it, you know, embrace it, see what you can do and how it can help you. Yeah. Even if it's modern technology, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We have a new boss at our our station, our company. And uh, he's from New York, and he moved to Austin, and now he's in Santa Monica with our company's okay. headquarters. Okay. And he came to the to the, the stations here in the Rio Grande Valley to um, you know introduce himself and right. talk to us and hang out and we had some food and mm-hmm. he got up and he said, "I'm not a you know I'm Mike, Mike's my name, uh, and I don't have a uh, any type of history in broadcasting, television, or radio." Uh, but I do have a background in technology and tech. Oh, okay. There you go. And he said, in four to five years, the landscape is going to look very, very different. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've been seeing that happening, you know, yeah. since a while back since 2013, right, know, 20, right. 2014 is when I started my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. but, um, I was just doing interviews, pre-recording interviews, editing, editing them. Yeah. And editing is something that I'd love to do as well. It's like creating yeah. an art, uh, yeah. a piece of art, you know? Yeah. And so I started uploading, um, you know, episodes. Like I had an interview with Jesse Turner uh, or Chris Perez. It was mm-hmm. one of the first ones that I recorded. And the reason I got into it is was because Chris Perez contacted me. And he said, hey, uh, Rock, um, I was offered uh, a podcast in California. Oh, shoot. Okay. And I told them the only way I'd do it is if you'd be on it with me. Well, that's, said, that's a good move. <laughs> I said, well, cool. Yeah. He goes, because I know you know all this, uh, how to put stuff together. Right, right, right. You know, and so, oh, man, well, you know what? I told him I have a YouTube channel. Why don't you come in and let's do one? 
and let's record it. Right. And then we'll go get a photo shoot and then uh and then we'll we'll put a package together and you give it to them and this, this is what we can do. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Pinche, you know, a good a good promotion, good a good demo, ad. yeah, good demo. demo, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went to the house and we we did the interview and it was fucking amazing. It's one of the, my favorite interviews with him. I mean, uh, and so I would cut it in episodes. Right, mm-hmm. it say it was an hour and a half. I put ten minute episodes and I'd always leave the viewer with a you know cliffhanger. Oh yeah, Chris, what happened that time that that big fight started over there? Oh well. <laughs> I got you. Fuck. Well, hey, what's up? You have to look for the next episode. Wait for that. You have to subscribe. There you go. So when the next episode comes in, boom, you're going to find out what happened. Yeah, that's pretty smart, man. That's a, that's a good you that's know? a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm always thinking, you know. Yeah, well, that's good, though. I mean, yeah. the cliffhangers always work for a lot of a lot of uh, podcasters, even, even ra- uh, radio uh, DJs also back in the day. Yeah, well, I mean. It's like freaking Yellowstone, you know. They always leave you with a fucking cliffhanger. Yes. You can't wait for the next week. Exactly, you know? exactly. So before I knew it, my YouTube channel started growing. Right. And um, the thing about it is that I was capable of re- pre-recording one or two interviews per month because of my band. Right, right. We were playing all over, bro, with Whiskey D. Mm-hmm. We were in freaking Dallas, El Paso, you know. Whiskey D, yeah. So I couldn't... Uh, <laughs> I couldn't, um, you know, I couldn't do it like I'm doing it now. Right. So, but, so then COVID came, came in. Yeah. And it was March, spring break, 2020. And there was a total lockdown all over. Yeah. Um, yeah. You couldn't go outside unless you had a freaking essential uh, paper. That would be me. And <laughs> I, I was one too, because I'm radio. So right. I have exactly. to inform people exactly. about, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we lost all our gigs. So I walked into the house and my wife was there and we're like all freaking out because she was on spring break and she's a teacher. So they called them and said, no more school. So I was like, man, this is fucking weird, dude. I mean, I was like, this is weird. I mean, I've never, ever thought that anything like this could ever happen. Right. We're in our home and we're we're we can't leave our home. The whole United States, I told my wife. Yeah. What are they going to do for entertainment? You know what? Let's go live on my YouTube channel and right. see what happens. Right. So we went on it and it was just a, a phone, an iPhone with an iRig. And so I could connect two microphones. microphones yeah. And I had two shores and she was my first live interview. And I looked at the, you know, I was looking at the response at the chat. Yeah. And there was people freaking just, left and right. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, my mind started working right away. Okay, okay, <laughs> we can do something with this. Yeah, exactly. So then we started uh, going live, and I ordered uh, the Switcher Studio, which my wife uses to put in images, graphics, names, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, Bring in our, our sponsors. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up buying, like, I have, like, eight Shure mics that are, like, 500 bucks each. Jesus Christ. You know, because I got some sponsors, and right. I was able to invest. Right, right. You know, like, when you go into a business and there's a frame dollar bill, and it's like this was the first dollar we made <laughs> and it was a year after we fucking opened the they, place they, you know oh, yeah 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 so why because they're investing in the marketing and the branding and the, you know mm-hmm. they're investing in making it better you know what i mean so that's that's my boom 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 you know 
So now I'm, I got a studio, and then I bring in people. I bought some freaking throne chairs. I saw that. I see. I see your show. <laughs> yeah. You got those big old thrones. You got a, yeah. an American flag in the back. You got yeah. this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> those, those chairs, bro. They were like three thousand bucks. Jesus Christ. For two of them, you know. Oh my God. Uh, but uh, it makes the studio. I mean, we've had guests come from San Antonio and say. There they are. <laughs> the chair. I'm like, get to sit on this thing. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's crazy, dude. You know, the way, you know, you reach people with what we're doing. When During COVID, we're doing Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Saturday night. Because there was no football. Nope. There was no wrestling. Right. There was nothing, nothing on TV. Yeah. Everybody was on lockdown, dude. Yeah. So we're doing this out of our, our humble abode, you know? Yeah. And boy, man, I mean, before you knew, we're doing five shows a week. We gave away. Damn. I remember one time, dude, we put a big old uh, one of those care packages mm-hmm. going toilet paper because you know how toilet oh, paper disappeared. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so my wife had stocked up and I said, you know what? Let's make one with like wipes, Clorox. And so we Eek made this so box much. and it was like behind me. And I'm like, all right, we're raffling that out. Send five bucks on Cash App and put your name and your and your address right, or right. your phone number and we'll contact you if you win. Right. Dude, man, it was crazy. We That's ended nuts, up sending man. the box to Michigan. Wow. Our winner was from Michigan. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, dude. <laughs> So, you know, we started doing that and then everything started kind of coming back, you know, like, you know, you can go out, oh, there's going to be a concert here or whatever. And right, like right, that. right. So now I got the band going again and then I got the show and then I got the radio station and then I've got MC uh, and I'm planning to do some stand-up comedy by the end of the year for next year. Andale. I want right. I, I already talked to Flo Hernandez and Raymond Orta and, and, and those guys know I can get up on stage, make everybody fucking laugh, you know? <laughs> so uh, that's something that I want to do because I went to go see Willie Barcena and Chingo Bling and Chingo went up there and fucking did his thing, fucking killed it. Right. And got paid and left. And I was like, man, I, do I don't have to thing. worry about setting up. I don't have to worry about paying band members. I have to pay nothing, man. It's just me and you baby yeah no shit yeah you know and so i was like when i got to when i got there to willie barcena's show uh at the at scene ray uh he says hey rock i want you to go up there and start it up bro and i'm like fuck dude i was kind of like i hadn't done it in a while and i was like gee how bro i was kind of and i sat down man he wants me to go up there and shit and and she goes, well, just do what you do, you know? And I said, okay, well, look, let me go to the back. And I went to the back, and then Willie and Chingo were there, and we all started like, yeah, 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 cracking up. Right, right. Before I know it, they give me the fucking bike, man. Let me go up there and fucking turn it up, bro. <laughs> you know, me dieron el ánimo, bro. Right, yeah, that's what you need sometimes. So right there, I kind of broke the ice. And then I saw a fluffy comedy show where he filled up uh, Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I listened to his comedy, and I'm like, those are my, I have stories. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can get up and say a story and it'll be like a 30 minute story, but it's got its chapters and it's entertaining and it's yeah. funny. And at the end, it's like right now. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. It's like right now when I ended the, the, the story with my mom going, I mean, yeah, right, exactly. You know? Yeah. That was course. a punchline. That's a punchline. Yeah. And it's exactly what happened. But of course, you make it a lot more. And it's just mas crema los tacos, well, you know, when you're on stage. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Who's going to eat of the none of them on it, bro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so right. that's something I'm planning to do as well. And and then I told my wife, because I have this uh, tour bus, and uh, I want to gut it out from the back and just leave a few bunks, because it was for the band. Right. And we, we, we had a lot of fun in it. We mm-hmm. still do. Mm-hmm. 
but I want to make a podcast booth inside. Oh, that'd be nice. And then, you know, I told my wife, we could actually go and park, uh, you know, get uh, the credentials and park the bus at a festival. And every artist that's coming to play, they go into my booth and we do Dude, an interview. That would be freaking awesome, bro. Yeah. You know? yeah so yeah. I have, I have ideas, ideas. Man. ideas. I have a vision. I have a goal. It's going to be a little time to take, uh, to get there, but it, it, you know, at least I'm striving. Right yeah. Now. And, yeah. You know, at my age, bro, to be doing what I'm doing and still striving and trying to do things, yeah. you know, it's, uh, you can't keep a good man down. No, bro. <laughs> I, I just can't, bro. I have to be active, you know, mental, mentally and, and, uh, and physically as well, no, you know, because that way I can ex extend my warranty, you know. Okay. Speaking of active, man, we're going to take a short break because I got to pay some bills with my sponsors here. We'll be right back with the rockster here. Because uh, we got more stories you got to talk about. We're going to get into DJ stuff. He says he has stories about some DJs oh, yeah. that have been on the show. So uh -huh. always, we're always talking behind the, the mic. If you could only hear the stuff we're talking about, we'd be in real trouble. <laughs> <laughs> No, man. Hey, Trouble's my middle name, bro. I've know. heard stories. I've heard Dude, lots bro. of stories. So I've wined and dined with kings and queens. Oh, my gosh. And slept in alleys and eaten pork and beans. There you go. Good old Dusty Rhodes, man. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. Hey, heck yeah, man. Into the wrestling fan thing, guys. Guys, just a quick reminder, you guys. Uh, next week on Friday, I will be going live in Edinburgh at the South Texas International Film Festival. Uh, head out there on Friday. I know they have a red carpet on Thursday and the water assembly will be on a Saturday. So you might want to go check that out, head out there and go enjoy the festivities, get some classes, learn how to do makeup, film, all that good stuff. A lot of acting classes. Go, Don't be afraid. This is free for you guys to check out. You can go and check that out, man, because everything that's free is always good, bro. <laughs> and I'm assuming that everybody that attends it or that is part of it isn't with SAG. Right? No, no, it's not. Because of that, you know, if they were with SAG, they can't participate no. because of the strike yeah. with the movie yes. production company. Exactly, exactly. Uh, that's something that I don't even know how that's going to end. I mean, I've had, I had uh, Valente Rodriguez right, right, uh, right. on my show, and we spoke about that. Mm -hmm. uh, I had JT Campos, who was Boas on. Uh, on uh, Queen of the South. Okay. Uh, he's from Mission, an amazing actor. If you've never seen Queen of the South, uh, the oh, USA, yeah, uh, the yeah. USA Network show. Get it on Netflix, man, and check it out. The guy that's a cartel that ends up being the big cartel guy, his name is uh, JT Campos. He's on Instagram. Follow him at JT Campos. And he's originally from Mission. The guy fucking nailed it, man. He was like my favorite character. And when yeah. I found out, you know, because my daughter, after the one of the McAllen Christmas parades, she mm -hmm. went downtown and she texted me and she goes, you know, a guy named Boaz. I'm like, and then she sends me a picture, and I go, yeah, yeah, man, that's Boaz, that's from fucking Queen of the South. I told my daughter, yeah. give him my number, tell him I want him on my show, <laughs> you know? So she sends me a screenshot of his Instagram, right? right. So I said, okay, well, on, when I come to work on Monday, I'll, I'll, I'll text him, right. I'll message him. So right, right. I messaged him, and I told him, uh, hey, my name is Rock and Roll James. I'm the guy that's on all the Selena interview videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been in radio broadcasting. You know, give him a little rundown of right, who I am. I've right. got a YouTube channel, and it'd be awesome to have you on my show. If you're interested, give me a call. And I gave him my number, and I messaged him. Two, three minutes, the phone rings, 512 area code. I go, hello? Pinche rock and roll, Jay, no me conoce el carnal, okay? You don't fucking remember me, rock and roll, James. 
I used to work with you, bro. You were my boss. You were my mentor. Yeah, I love I'm like, fuck, dude. I was. Like, Can you imagine how I felt right there at that moment? That a guy that small, I was bro. like, a, but a guy that I was admiring, right, right. On, on on the television, we had a connection, right, right, exactly. And this was a national show, and the guy fucking kills it as that character, dude. Damn. I was shot. I said, dude, I want you on my show, bro. I'll be there tomorrow. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Let me set it up. <laughs> Yeah, got people coming in tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So, so he he's been down a few times with with us. He loves coming down and and coming to the Rio Grande Valley. He also came out on NYPD, uh, one of those shows up there, the gang unit or something. Okay, okay. He just had that, and and so he's not. uh, Well, he's part of SAG, okay, too. But uh, he, we were talking about that. So I interviewed him. I interviewed uh, uh, Valente Rodriguez, and Mm -hmm. you know, with the 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 with the writers and the actors want the companies the production companies to take out of the contracts mm-hmm. is ai <laughs> yeah and i'm like good you. fucking luck dude yeah because from now on they can use ai to make the back uh the people there's there's an audience in the back or people in a restaurant all the people in the back will be ai they won't be actors anymore yeah, exactly so it's gonna really kill you know bring down the budget and it's not gonna be as costly exactly and so I, I don't and then plus ai will be able to uh, you know, with facial recognition, yeah. they'll be able to, you know, get you and say Tom Cruise dies, right? Right. They'll still be able to make movies with Tom, with Tom Cruise, Cruise, yeah. you know, in the yeah. future. Uh, they'll be able to make movies with Clint Eastwood when he was young as a, as a new Dirty Harry. You know, I mean, can you imagine? That's... I mean, the, the capabilities, but it's going to kill the, you know, the human element. Exactly. Just like, you know, what's happening at uh, supermarkets where you have to go and check yourself out and fucking put your bags. That's bullshit if you ask me, bro. You don't like the speed checkout? I, if I got two, I mean, if I got two, you know, but I'm a people person. Bro. Right. Yeah. I hear you know you. what I mean? I hear you. I, I mean, we, we become so isolated that we don't even communicate with people anymore. Yeah, I hear you. You I know, you. we're just doing this. I went to a, uh, so I stopped at a Stripes and Seguin on my way to Dallas to see Metallica. And yeah. I got in and I got a coffee and I got this and I get to the counter and there's a guy there and I'm like, okay, here, no, no, just put them all right under in that, in that circle. So I put everything in the circle, boom, the price. Holy shit. And the guy, and then I put the money in and the guy's just taking care of the fucking machine, dude, you know? Wow. So, I mean, everything is going to be do it yourself, man, you know? Uh, So I I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with that movie, the movie contracts. Um, It's crazy. And then right now um, ESPN who's owned by Disney. Yeah. We're talking about that before, before we started, they, they had a falling out with charter communications, which is uh, the ones that have spectrum uh, cable and all that. Right. So people that have Spectrum cannot see ESPN. They can't see all the Disney-owned channels. And they cut it on Thursday right when the main big uh, college football game was about to start. Oh, yeah. It blacked out on people. Jeez. So what did people do that still have ESPN? They saw it on a fire stick. They saw oh, it yeah. on their phone. They saw it somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I don't even know if that's ever going to come to fruition. ESPN will probably dissolve because they make all that money through the contracts with, the, right. you know, DirecTV. And then those networks pay the, you know, college football corporations and the NFL to be able to air their shows. Yeah, exactly. And sell advertisement on the shows at like a remarkable price per right. commercial because everybody's watching the Cowboys, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So that's going to start like disappearing. <laughs> that I, kind of revenue. Yeah, you know? you see, and the only thing, I, the way I feel about that, it, it is you look at these. Uh, you like you say cable channels, you know, they're slowly channels are disappearing slowly by slowly by slow because there's apps available. You can catch it on uh-huh. on Netflix, you can catch it on you Hulu, you can catch it on Peacock, where you know everything, all these little apps that are available, you can yeah. catch all these shows now. Yeah. And what's so sad at one point, what's gonna happen is that these traditional boxes that you buy through Spectrum or through DirecTV or through Dish or whatever is available still. I don't even know. I'm, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't even use it anymore. Uh-huh. The only thing I use is, is the Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. And I think that's where, the, where it's going to be monopolized, right yeah. through the Wi-Fi area. Uh-huh. So, I mean, now, is it possible for them? Shit, I want to throw this out. Then they're going to hear this. Skynet's going to hear me. But uh, are they going to start blocking certain apps you can't watch because you have Spectrum now? Well, they could do like, that. You know, I mean, is I that- mean, there's a lot of things they could do. But, uh, you know. They should have done this way in the in the past. This is what the DirecTV probably could have lasted a little longer if they would have offered the channels each individually for a certain price. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of like having to pay two hundred bucks to get like sixty five channels and then yeah. like there's like ten shopping fucking networks. I mean, what am I paying for? Exactly. I'm only watching two channels. You know. Yeah. The local news and you know exactly yeah exactly so you know the people have been cutting the cake the cord since you know for a while already. a long while I walk into a bank they got CNN on on a TV you go through the airports they got CNN that's how they're getting their ratings yeah you know a yeah. lot of people aren't watching the news on network anymore exactly they're, it's uh I watch independent journalists on YouTube. You know, like Glenn Greenwald, uh, Jimmy Dory. He's a comedian, but he's got a lot of great information. Mm-hmm. I like them to, you know, show me what's co- going on. Right. And then, you know, and debunk it or, you know. Right, right. So I watch a libertarian. I watch a progressive uh, Democrat. And, and I watch the conservative stuff. So I watch right. it all. Right, right. And which one of them has given me a better op- a better choice? Mm-hmm. And you know, so at this moment, uh, you know, it's more of a pick and choose now. What yeah. you can do, what you want for yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I hear you. So let's let's uh, let's shift gears and uh, let's drive back to the radio years. I guess you want to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have already interviewed uh, Sam Daly. Mm-hmm. I have interviewed Chaz already. I th- you you're you're the third one. The next one I'm gonna hopefully hit uh, get Hitman. On here also is the next one. I know he's up in Corpus Christi. Yeah. So he's the next one I'm going to hit. The Fab Four is what I called you guys what back I in mean. the day. <laughs> what was it like working with these guys, man? I mean, I know you have stories. Yeah. You have a lot of stories. But, I mean, you know, it's, I know families, they have, you know, they had their, their moments. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at, at all in the end, you're all working together in this in this one station. Yeah. So, I mean... Is there anything you can uh, pitch out there to oh, us? Oh, yeah, no, man. Uh, you know, me and Chaz and Sam were the last three left at the at the rock station uh, uh, where there used to be, you know, there were, we had like 30 jocks, weekenders, night guys, you know, we had all, you know, we had a good big crew. Right. And then in one day, um, they decided to, you know, like let go of everybody except eight. <laughs> you know? Oh, shit. Okay. And uh, so, Every station that we had, we had four properties, three of them. One of them is just automatic Mm -hmm. and uh, the other three have jocks. So they kept one for one of the properties. They kept another jock, uh, Roxy, for uh, the other property. And they they kept me, Sam and Chaz uh, for the rock and uh, rock and uh, Chaz and 
and Sam were part time because they, they had other gigs, you know. Right. right. But right. they would be able to help us on weekends. There's the remote, the you know, work the board and stuff. Right. Right. So we stay. We're the last three, man. And, you know, we had a lot of fun together, man. I, I think, uh, you know, they um, we used to have the um, tailgate party that belonged to Big Al and Charlie. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, well, they, you know, it belonged to the station. Right. You know? right. Big Al was the, the name behind it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because he was a morning show for so long. Right. And I'd go to the I'd go to it, you know, and, uh, you know, to me, it was like, OK, there's people in line waiting for a taco and there's like a speaker and, you know. I was like, if this was mine, I'd fucking put a stage and put some fucking bands and shit. Man. Right, right, right. So when they let go of, uh, you know, th they let go of all those jocks, like uh, December 15th, you know, it's at the end of the year. Right, right. right. The fiscal year, not mm -hmm. the fiscal year starts in October. But anyway, mm -hmm. and so then they tell me, OK, you're going to take over the tailgate party. Oh, shit. All right. You need okay. to come up with some meat, you know, you need to come up with, uh, you know, and see, you know, just to get the meat and all that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I don't want to be asking for meat on the radio. <laughs> I don't want to be doing that. You know, all right. So-and-so donated 50 pounds of fajita, this and that. So I needed to think quick, bro. I, I mean, got a dirty I, mind. You Go know, ahead, man. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. So I'm, th I'm thinking like I got, it's December 20th and I've got till like February the fifth something like that a month and a couple of weeks to put something together um and then i'm on vacation the last week of fucking december you know wow. i mean yeah. so i said look I'll, I'll i'll take care of it so i called a lot of my contacts you know uh that you know our friends of mine have businesses and stuff like that mm -hmm. and they all donated and then we had a few people that were from before that donated as well they said you know what a lot of people are boycotting it because it's not big l anymore stuff but we're gonna go and help anyway i right. said okay cool so I got some friends that got pit the pits out there bucking crazy with one of them. And yeah, so, <laughs> uh, so what I did, I said, all right, we're going to, we're going to do a battle of the bands Ooh. and, uh, and you have to turn in your video and bring it to our website. And then we're going to have fans, uh, vote on the best and we'll have, so bro, we ended up, it was like nine in the morning. I had a stage, I had sound I had and the stage was, had a canopy. Right. And it was like 9 a.m. And I had a band playing Slayer. Oh, la man. And Harlingen at Bogus. <laughs> and in front of them. That's a good wake up call. Was a, in front of them, there was like 2,000 people. I mean, it was a fucking concert, dude. Wow. And then it was the first time we went a stream live on Facebook from a tent and right. would bring in the bands. And we started. So we started doing stuff like that. But uh, but that's that's something that fell on my lap, man. And mm -hmm. I. And we did it for a couple more years, and then I said, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore. You know, I don't. It's it's just too much, and you know. Yeah. Uh, so we stopped doing the Super Bowl party, and then it's just and then and then Sam and and Chaz ended up leaving, and uh, I stayed alone. So I'm there at the station every morning, right, right, uh, playing the rock and roll. You know, I'm mm -hmm. not alone. I've got you know Mick Jagger, and I've got uh, <laughs> you know Robert Plant and Ozzy, and you know, yeah. but. Um, but it's it's been a it's been a great ride, man. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed uh, my career. Sometimes I can't even believe that I've been in radio for thirty five years. Wow, they're nonstop, Jeez, you know. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, through a horrible uh, drug addiction, alcohol. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it's just, it, and I've been sixteen years uh, clean and sober. So it's that just it's good, been man. a journey, man. It's been a journey, and I'm still here, and I'm still trying to create and. And I still, you know, I'm still relevant, which is good. And now with YouTube, it just opened up a whole new market for me mm -hmm. because in radio, 
you'd have to go through a lot of bullshit to become syndicated, you know? Right. And syndicated was one like, you know, the few more, more than one station would air you yeah. from, from uh, you know, coast to coast. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It could be 16 markets, could be 10 markets, you know, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, who your target audience was. Mm-hmm. And I never got that opportunity. And I, I always wondered, I wonder how people would have accepted my, my shtick, you know? Mm-hmm. I just at one time, all that <laughs> shit, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, it never happened. So now that I'm on YouTube, I mean, I, I connected a phone uh, to my show and we're on live. And this was like about six in the afternoon, one night, <laughs> one afternoon that I was on. And I said, hey, I connected a phone right now. Uh, the number's right there at the bottom, 956-641-3241. Give me a call. Quiero saber on tan. Quiero saber on qué parte de los Estados Unidos, México, tan. Right, right, right. The first call was San Francisco, and the second one was from Florida. There you go. And I was floored. I was like, oh, la madre, I'm fucking coast to coast here. There you go. It's a syndication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's, we can grow. And so... You know, uh, I'm really enjoying that. I, I think there'll be a time in my life when that's all I'll do. And uh, and but then again, I mean, who knows what can happen? YouTube can go out of business. YouTube can decide to get rid of all their content creators and become a cable service. Then it's coming pretty close. You don't know what's going to happen, but right. I save all my I have archives. There you go. So I have a hard drive that has all my shows with a lot of the artists that so I have I have you know. Mm-hmm. I learned that from Howard Stern. Yeah. You know, I'd listen to Howard Stern and uh you know, he's off for like a month or so and one week they'll have like Back from the Dead. And it'll be like a dead actor that he interviewed in 1989 or mm-hmm. 19. So, man, I mean, he's got all his shit. And that's something that people don't realize that is important to do just to, you know, sometimes revisit the very first show and say, man, look at what we came to be, you know. But uh, always, uh, you know, keep track of your of your of your stuff, of your content, if you're, yeah. if you're creating it. Yeah, we're getting there. I say, hell yeah, Rock and Roll Jane's in the building. I think that might be my buddy from the uh, other podcast. It's probably my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> mom. Ay, mijito, está con el Yeah, man. Well, I mean, now that's that's another question that I want to go toward that ask you also as far as the DJ thing, uh, radio DJ. Was there a, a certain attire? Was there somebody that that kind of like? You'd listen to a, a mentor or anything like Mando that? Mando San Roman. Mando San Roman. Yeah. He's, uh, I actually sounded like him. Okay. Yeah. I got a job because I sounded like him. There you go. Uh, he actually gave me the, my first opportunity, him. Uh, he used to work at the club in Harlingen that I worked at on Sunday nights mm-hmm. when it was Tejano nights. Okay. He was the, 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 the radio DJ that would come put the music. Right, right. And I'd work there uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. And on Sunday, I'd go and fucking party. And then he'd go Saturday night with a girl that he met that ended up becoming his wife. <laughs> And then there was an opportunity at KIWW in 1988, mm-hmm. and they needed a weekend or so. He came and he said, dude, we want you to go. We want you to go, bro. I know you'd fucking do good. You'd do good. I said, mm-hmm. I do but I was real sick, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still went, and he they gave me a paper to read, and it was like, uh, la Lex Furniture. You know what I mean? It was like a commercial. So right, I, was, right. I was sick and shit. I was like, there's no way they're going to fucking hire me. I sound like shit. <laughs> And then they said, okay, that's good enough. You're hired and oh. I'm like, right there and then. And so uh, I, you know, I started working weekends. I worked at the nightclub in Harlingen from 8 p.m. Friday night to 4 a.m. Saturday. And then I'd go on the air at 6 a.m. to 12 noon. 
Jeez. And then I'd go back to the club at 8 p.m. Saturday night till 4 a.m. Sunday morning and then go on the air from 6 a.m. to 12 on Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'd go back at 6 p.m. to 12 p.m. And then I'd, I'd turn the radio station off. I'd had to lower the transmitter. I had to turn it off. And right. then on Monday morning, the morning guy would show up and start with the national anthem. The, okay. All right. I got yeah, you. Old school you. shit, bro. Old, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's old school shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that I was, I, I cracked into radio and was able to experience all that. The, the, the dawn before, you know, yeah. digital. You yeah. Know? I got you. I was able to play records. I was able to learn how to make commercials with reel to reels and little uh, white uh, pencils and cut it and splicing Jesus. it and taping it and and i became a master of that shit man my spots i was always like man my spots all's good you right know? right right and then we'd cart the shit up but uh but yeah man i got the job and and i never looked back and you know it's interesting because sometimes there's jocks that go on and then get a job an opportunity in radio and they never make the morning show and uh, that's like the pinnacle back then you know and uh i was doing mornings by 92 so 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, like four years in, I, mm -hmm. I was doing mornings. And then um, Tejano was so hot. And I ended up getting a, um, Arbitron ratings champion of the year. They flew me to L.A. They gave me a plaque. And right. it was fucking funny, bro, because there was like a sort of a seminar. And they had like a national morning show guy to give us, you know, right. tips on how to do shows. And right, shit. right, right, right. And then uh, Rogelio Boteo Rios, you know Rogelio? Aquí Rogelio? Rogelio, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was there with us. Uh, Hugo de la Cruz was there. Okay. And, and the morning show from KGBT. So we all went, right? And then he says, a la noche vamos a ir a comer todos en el, en el Benihanas. A la Benihanas. And I'm like, y no puedo ir, Rogelio. ¿Qué, qué? ¿Por qué no puedes ir? Va a venir mi primo de Chino Hills y vamos a ir al... <laughs> no lo he visto hace chingos y que la chingada. So... So my cousin lived there in, a, in a Corona or Chino Hills, one of those. Right, right, right. And he showed up and he picked me up. He goes, I was staying at the fucking uh, Holiday Inn Brentwood. And, okay. And you could see it. It was weird because I'd never been to L.A. Mm -hmm. And I went in there and I went to my fucking, because uh, I had some tokes, right? Yeah. So I went into my, uh, that little area outside the sliding door. Yeah, yeah, the patio. And the fucking oh, the traffic, dude. Oh, shit. It was like at a standstill, like eight car lanes on each side. And it was like parked cars all the way through the uh, around the mountain over there. Right, right. I was like, yes. and it's all I could see in the night because it was kind of drizzly. Mm -hmm. It was like exhaust smoke, bro. I was all like, the dude, this is fucking crazy. This is 1993, 94. Jeez. And so I went over there and, and I, I told my my cousin showed up. So I said, let's go to the fucking uh, uh, balcony, bro. I'm smoking them. Smoke the Dubra. We went to fucking uh, Sunset Strip. We hit the Whiskey of Go-Go. Uh, we hit the fucking, uh, what do you call it? Um, the Viper Room. Yeah, I was about to ask you, did you hit up the yeah, Viper Room? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go to all those rock because I, I love rock, right, right. Rock, rock history. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I went to, uh, to the, it was weird because all the bands that were playing, they were like smashing pumpkins lookalikes. Really? Because that's what was hitting yeah, back the, then. The 90s, think, yeah. yeah. yeah the early 90s. Yeah, so, but. Man, I've had, I've had quite a few a few great trips, man. Okay, uh, I could write I could write a fucking book. Dude. <laughs> well, here's another question for you. Uh, so many years in the radio, what is the weirdest phone call you've gotten? I mean, I know some of these are are, are calls that you can't really air. You have to, I know it's pre-recorded beforehand, and then you all edit it, and then you post it. What is the weirdest one you ever had, dude? I had so many. Bro. <laughs> I mean, they if you would, can pick one, or they'd become part of my show. 
You know, they, they, they call with slogans. You know, I had a five o'clock afternoon show on Kipasa and it was so popular, dude. Uh, and I'd play, you know, it's called the five o'clock flyby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started as a five o'clock drive by, you know, we, we try, we don't shoot bullets. We shoot heads. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But then it, you know, the gun thing happened. And so, it was, yeah. it was, and so we decided to do the, uh, flyby and mm-hmm. all right, everybody get on board, man. And then I'll have people like people would call and I'd record everything. And then out of their call, I would pick like one little thing that they would say. Right. Like one of the, my friends, I was talking with them and goes, hombre, este, yo no estoy cristiano, dijo, no te mortifiques, yo me la barroleo por ti. Uh, you know? <laughs> so I said, there's one right there. Right, so right. I kept it and I'd use it like some girl would call and say, hi, rock and roll. Oh, I love hearing your voice on the radio. Oh, oh my okay. God. Here we go. It arouses me. And then I'll go, hey, 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 I'm a, and I put that guy in. <laughs> so I would find little, little parts where I can right. utilize, utilize all, the, all and the so what, what in essence happened is that my show was them. Right, right. They right. became my show. And they're like, they feel like, wow, they're part of something, you know? Right. And I think that's what really attracted a lot of people to me, you know, is that we become like, you don't, it's crazy. Like, have you ever seen somebody or heard somebody and say, man, I, I fucking get along with that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when you give that, uh, that type of vibe to people, mm-hmm. uh, they, everybody wants to hang out with you. Everybody wants to meet you, bro. You right, know, you're right. a happy go lucky guy, you, Exactly. you know, and you're transparent. You don't give a fuck. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's freaked out. And so sometimes I freak out. Like when you came this more, a little while ago and said that, you know, three and then Wolfman Jack and Casey Case. I mean, you know, obviously those guys are national broadcasters, global names, global brands. Yeah, they are. They are. But, um, you know, uh, I never felt like uh, I'm in any type of, you know, level list. or <laughs> a list. Yeah. Or, or, you know, I'm, I'm the best or not, nothing like hey, that. Bro, I'm you, a work in progress. You, you, you are above the mad Mexican, bro. I'll just tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> you mad Mexican. You're above the mad Mexican, bro. He's He's gonna hate me more than he already hates me. Mad Mad Mexican. And also, I mean, being being radio DJ, I know you have your haters. Your haters, not people say haters are your makers. I love them too. Yeah, you know, but I mean it it comes with the territory, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah. But you know, I, I look, I, you know, I don't mind the haters, uh, you know, commenting something negative, uh, you know, if they're shitting on my party or they're shitting on what I created. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens with, with that is when they comment on your, you know, on, on your post or whatever, their friends get a notification that he or she commented on exactly. this post. So then they'll go and they'll see it and they'll see that he's shitting on me. And they're going to say, well, who the fuck is this guy? And they'll go and they'll look and they'll research me. And I just might get a new fucking fan exactly. out of that. Well, you know? get a view already. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, so uh, it's all about engagement. You want people to engage. If they're not engaging with what you're doing, uh, you need to work on it. Yeah. You, know, you need to work on it. And, and sometimes 
like uh, my wife and I have a guy that handle the chat, right? And mm-hmm. respondents and the shout outs and all that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, there's somebody fucking just being a hater on there. I'm like, good, good, good. That's good. Why is it good? Because he's trying to get a reaction from people. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, don't react. Let them, let the community, yeah. you know. Um, and that's what I tell, like last night I was talking with Grupo Salto. I had him on my show, hashtag PBT. There you go, there you on go. On YouTube. And, uh, and he says, man, dude, that fucking pissed me off. I fucking tell him off on the fucking, and I go, dude, why do you do that? Like, you know, there's people that'll say, fuck rock and roll James or rock and roll James is this. And then if I fucking comment or respond, exactly, he's going to run into somebody and say, hey, watch out, pinche rock, what do I got in his fucking head, way? Yeah, I hear Look, you. he responded, You're giving, bro, them, you're giving no them what they want. So yeah. Man. yeah. No, why don't you let some other people, you know, engage with him, him, Exactly. But, uh, you know, I learned that from Rich Piana. I don't know if you know Rich Piana. No, I don't, man. He's a big old fucking bodybuilder from California Mm -hmm. that um, had a a show uh, on YouTube, man. He was very popular, and he's got the 5% nutrition, uh, but he died, man. He died at a very young age. He did a lot of shit, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, he used to say, you know what? Uh, I don't, I don't go down that comment rabbit hole. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't let people that are shitting on me hurt me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because they're actually, you know, attracting more people to me. Exactly. exactly. And uh, and that's what I want. I want more people to come and see and make a decision for themselves. Just because that guy's got a hard on on for me or he's got fucking <laughs> pissed off at me, doesn't mean that the people that he hangs out with are as deranged as they are. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're turning my mic on, bro. It keeps on going up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. keeps on going up. That mic, that mic go. likes you, bro. <laughs> yeah. You're, I'm arousing you're, you're, you're arousing the poor, the poor in Mike, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you here. Let me see. I get get on the screen so you can see this real quick. Here you go. Is he goes, okay, here it is. Harley. He goes, Harley or the Indian? Which is better? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a Harley guy. And I'm even thinking of tattooing the Harley logo on me. Oh, oh here uh, we go. But, uh, yeah, I've been a Harley guy all my life, and I'll probably die a Harley guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've seen the Indians. They're okay, uh, you know, but uh, I'm just, you know, I've just been Harley. My Road King, when I bought it in 2006, man, that was one of the not baddest fucking bikes I ever had. And I put a fairing on it and shit. So I was the only Road King with a fairing on it with a radio and everything. There's no Road Kings like that. Right, right. So people would come up and like, wow, would you fucking buy this? I go, I had it put on, man. But, but you know, <laughs> I need music when I'm driving. When I'm there you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, no, it's got to be Harley for me, bro. All right, man. Hey, well, we're coming up to an hour and eight minutes. My, I, I can go for two hours with this guy, man, because there's so many great <laughs> stories, man. It's like I said, at the, at the moment when he walked in, it was uh, it was surreal, bro. Like I, like I told you, I have top three, and he's one of the three that I've always wanted to talk to. Uh, you know, really get to know. I appreciate that. And man. Uh, and talking to him today, I mean, it, it's a it's a whole turning point for me to learn. Want to learn even more? Mm-hmm. You know, as a as a as a young podcaster coming into the field and and having to look up to somebody as a mentor, it's something different. Uh-huh. You know, so that's that's what this what that's what this whole interview is about, man. So yeah. I'm learn I'm I'm spun like a sponge right now, trying to get as much as I can off of you, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I, and I and I'm one of the type that I'm willing to share my my experience with people. Uh, I believe everybody, uh, you know, should have an opportunity. Uh, when I first started working in radio, I fucked up the very first time I got on in the morning and Saturday. We had a remote at 10 o'clock, and the guy that was a graveyard when I got there at six, he says, hey, "Para remoto," you know, he just kind of showed me something real quick and I didn't catch on. I was just coming from a club and shit. Yeah. And so I, I got a call for the, the call in and it was brother John. And I said, okay, we're, we're going to go live with brother John. I'm, this is my first freaking day, dude. 
Oh. And I raise it and I don't hear anything. And then they told he told me it was gonna be a minute. And at a minute, I said, Okay, then I lowered out, okay, thank you. And I put a record, you know. And uh and it wasn't coming out on the air. It was all dead air. Yeah, it was dead oh, air. My gosh. One minute. So oh. then the phone rings and it's a program director, a guy named Jose Luis uh, Rodriguez or Gonzalez, I forgot his name. He had uh -huh. a show called La Chalupa, Jose Luis Martinez. Mm -hmm. And what the fuck? He's just fucking cussing my head off, bro. I'm like, hey, man, uh, I, I didn't know, bro. I didn't know it. Right. Ah, oh, fuck you. He hung up. Wow. And then Brother John calls, right? He says, hey, no salió el call, bro. I know, bro. And he goes, no, nah, look, just do this, do that, do this. He explained to me. Right, right. Step and, by step. And from there on, it was a piece of cake. That program director mm -hmm. should have fucking done the same thing. Yep. He should have called me and helped me. Not fucking tear my head off, bro. Yep. And when that happened, that First time it ever happened, it happened when I first started in radio. Right at that moment, I learned a lesson. I said, you know what? I'm never going to be with uh, like that with somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be like Brother John. I'm not going to be like Jose Luis. Right. You know, I'm going to call and I'm going to try to help. I'm going to try to give a solution to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that was like a really huge lesson I learned, you know, because when you treat people like shit. And then I went to to work on Monday to talk to him. And I, I told me, I don't appreciate you talking. No, no, no. Yeah, but don't fucking talk right, to me like exactly. that way. I'm not your he, fucking kid. You know what I'm saying? He backpedaled pretty quick. See, you know, <laughs> they didn't, he didn't expect I was, I'm a weekender. I'm yeah. not going to go fuck. I didn't give a fuck, bro. You right, know right, I mean? right. I went and I told him, don't talk to me like that, bro. You mm -hmm. know? And, uh, but he, he didn't last in radio too long, bro. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of jocks that, you know, I won't mention any names, but, you know, that were like assholes with people and shit. Right, right. They're not there. They're not in radio anymore, bro. Oh, you it. know, and, and their their whole legacy was that they were an asshole, you know. Mm -hmm. No, man, you know, be cool with people, you know. And I mean, you know, but like I said, you know, I'm a work in progress and, you know, uh, you know, I try to do my best and I try to take daily inventory and think, okay, what did I do or how can I be better, you know? Right. And that's that's what it is, man. That's you good, know, man. Even at my age, 57, bro. 57, the glorious number. Wait, <laughs> by the end of the decade, I'll be 64, dude. And decades go as fast as months now. You oh, know? shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. No, you got a whole this, this year just started and we're already. Already three quarters in, always gonna almost gonna finish already. We're, we're almost out of it already. Yeah, and it's, it's it's freaking crazy. And it's gonna get crazy with the election and all that shit. Oh god, I'm not even yeah. going to that, bro. Oh, man, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's getting ugly. Yeah, I hear. You know, I've, I've know, been trying to keep up with it, man. And jailing I, opposition. I mean, this is like fucking Russia, dude. You know what no, I mean? China, shit. where <laughs> they're gonna go after the fucking opponent and put all their lawyers in jail or indict them. I mean, they're going after attorneys, bro, so they won't be able to represent their target. You know what I mean? Jesus. It's fucking crazy, dude. And yeah, there's people man. that like applauding it, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, common sense, dude. You know, it's just you can see it right in front of your very eyes what's going on. Yeah, you, yeah, but we'll see what happens. But it's going to get ugly, man. I mean, I just hope there's no violence involved. Right. But I do I do fear for, for, for Trump, you know, because, you know, they really, really hate him. They really, really want to bring him down. And mm -hmm. 
And I mean, if they can't stop him, what what makes us think that they won't try to assassinate him? You know what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. Uh, yeah. So if that happens, man, shit will hit the fan, dude. You know, yeah. We know we know how it is to uh, lose a either a president or a former president, uh, something just something like that, and it just gets really really ugly. Yeah, it's yeah. just a, you know with the with the internet and you know social media is the they they have to be transparent now. There's going to be people that you you know it, you can you can be part of a corporation, and somebody might leak some shit out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and expose people. You know, but uh, we'll, we'll see, bro. We'll see how it goes. Dude. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Uh, plans out. Hopefully, at the for the end of the year, man. Yeah. Uh, guys, oh, well, first of all, social media so they can re, uh, look for you and uh, all the good stuff you have to share with us, man. Yeah, at Rock and Roll James on Instagram at hashtag PVT. You have to spell hashtag and then PVT. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I couldn't put the hashtag in the PVT, so okay. it's H A S H T A G P V T. All right, uh, that's my other that, and so I put stuff from my show on there. My rock and roll, James. I'll put stuff, uh, you know, personal shit, old pictures of me when I was fucking. You know, when I, I like to put like pictures where I look like I'm fucking 20 and I put in my eighth grade picture, you know what I mean? Like, Oye, parece que tenías 35, güey. And then you can follow me, um, my band at Whiskey D Band there you go. Yes, on sir. Instagram. Yes, and sir. then on TikTok, it's at Rock and Roll James 2020. I'm Harley on Facebook. Uh, but what I post on t on Instagram goes to Facebook. There you go. But I go there and I don't get too much. I have twenty thousand followers on no my mass. on my per no dude. No mass. Look, <laughs> twenty thousand followers. I have t five thousand fans, uh, friends, and f like fifteen thousand followers. So I'm like twenty thousand. There you go. And uh, there's one comment and two likes, <laughs> two reactions. <laughs> Yeah, I, like on everything, and then it's like at four comments, it always ends. I got you. So I'm probably being throttled, you know, <laughs> fucking Zuckerberg, dude. You know, uh, well, there you go. Hey, he, he always has to control. He has the he has the control of everything on on Facebook or any other platform that's available for media, yeah. man. So it's totally understandable. Rock, I appreciate you coming out, man. Anytime, Kevin, man. dude. It's, it's it's awesome having you here, man. Do you have any last question you want to ask me? Something that you don't think uh, I would have appreciated you asking me? Mm, <laughs> no. Putting him on the spot. I don't no. care, bro. <laughs> no. No, man. No, I appreciate you coming out, man. Yeah. I really do appreciate I'll be going on, just to let you guys know, I'll be going on Rock Show October 25th. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, next month, actually. Jesus. Yeah. Be flying by pretty quick, man. Yeah. Uh, You're going to have fun, man. Yeah. You, follow oh, me on my YouTube. It's yes. the My PVT Network. And all you have to do is search hashtag. Now, there you do put the hashtag yeah. and the PVT and all our shit pops up. You can check it all out, share it, comment on there and you comment. I always respond. Yes, they do. It's real good episodes, man. They have some high quality talent that go on the show and it's just nothing but hilarious and funny business to the whole thing, man. You're going to enjoy it. It's a party. It's a party in a small yeah. little either you have it on your phone, yeah. your iPad, or a computer. It's always a party going on. Yeah, there, what man. we try to do is create a show that's going to take you away from all the bullshit you have to deal with day after day, man. It's that 90 minutes of just fucking, like, forget everything and let's just be us, you know? There you go. There that's you what go. it's all about. That's what, uh, Guys, uh, don't forget, next Friday, South Texas International Film Festival. We'll see you out there, man. Head out there. Come and join the fun. Free activities, man. And we will see you in two weeks. I got a Korean dance group coming in that should be something interesting so tune in in two weeks hopefully that big ugly thing is here with me next time so <laughs> he's out of what's going on with him but other than that guys thank you again rock 
And like always, guys, laters, get out!